Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where your hosts, Brian, Brooke, Charles, and Vanessa, discuss all things faith, family, friends, and fitness. What is F4? Sometimes it's a glimpse into how we navigate the world, and sometimes it's a deep dive into how we handle the four main areas of our lives. If you want to have a healthier relationship with God, family, friends, and yourself, this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining us as we unpack this episode. Welcome to episode 18 of the F4 podcast. I'm Brooke Marston, one of the F4 hosts, and I'm joined by my husband, Brian, and our friends, Charles and Vanessa Giddens. Thank you so much for listening and watching our podcast. Uh, you made our last episode the most listened to and viewed podcast to date, so an extra thank you for that. Cheers for you. Thank you so much. If you would, follow us on Instagram and like and share the podcast. We, we would greatly appreciate that. Thank you for doing that last time. Just keep, keep it up. Uh, we appreciate that. We're on multiple platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket, Radio Public, Breaker, Anchor, and YouTube. So everywhere, I guess, that you can listen. If you would like to be a sponsor of the show, you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or uh, you can email us at f4ncpodcast at gmail.com. Last time, we dedicated our time to discussing marriage and what makes a marriage great. And I thought we had excellent conversation around this idea. Um, seems like you guys did too since you listened. So um, again, thanks for that. But since then, I came across this study uh, that I found really interesting. It's an 80-year-old study out of Harvard, and it began tracking uh, 268 sophomores. This was in 1938 when this study started. And the whole idea was to find out what leads to a long and healthy life. They were trying to figure out, can we figure out what makes someone live a long and healthy life? And um, the findings are really, really, really amazing and actually in line with what we talked about last time. So um, I thought it would be kind of interesting to bring it up. There's a quote from uh, the guy that, one of, one of the guys um, that's been talking about the findings. And he said, the surprising thing is that our relationships and how happy we are in our relationships has a powerful influence on our health. And this is said by Robert Waldinger. He's the director of the study and a psychiatrist at Massachusetts General Hospital and a professor, professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. And he said, taking care of your body is important, but tending to your relationships is a form of self-care too. That I think is the revelation. And so they went on to find that close relationships, more than money or fame, uh, any of those things are what keep people happy throughout their lives. Those ties protect people from life's discontent and help delay mental and physical decline and are better predictors of long and healthy lives than social class, IQ, or even genes. And this was something that was true across whether, whether um, people stayed kind of in suburban areas or if they lived in inner city. It transcended demographics and all of those things, which I found really, really interesting. But he went on to say that when we gathered together everything that we knew about these people, these men that had been part of this study, um, at the age of 50, it wasn't their middle-aged cholesterol levels that predicted how they were going to grow old. It was how satisfied they were in their relationships. The people who were the most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest at age 80. 
I thought that was so amazing. I thought that was really, really cool. And the researchers also found that marital satisfaction has a protective effect on people's mental health. Part of the study found that people who had healthy marriages in their 80s reported that their moods didn't suffer even on the days when they had more physical pain. So those who had unhealthy or unhappy marriages felt both more emotional and physical pain. So having a healthy marriage or having a happy marriage contributes to less physical pain, I guess. Isn't that amazing? What? What? You got some. You're, you're... It's, just, it's amazing to think about some, some older people that I know. <laughs> how much pain they seem to feel and I'm like oh okay that explains a lot <laughs> <laughs> <Self-judgment>. <laughs> maybe it's just reading the TV <laughs> right but he went on to say that those who kept warm relationships got to live longer and happier and he said that the loners often died earlier loneliness kills he said it's as powerful as smoking and alcoholism which and there's a whole lot of other information in the study. He did, um, Robert Waltinger has a TED talk on the subject. So um, I'm not sure how long that actually is. I did more of the reading, but amazing. Just to those findings that it's not money, it's not fame. It's having connection in those close relationships that determines a long, happy life. And we talked about that last time and talked about keeping our marriages great and having those connections be great. And we talked about one of the things that helps marriages and helps that connection are regularly scheduled date nights. And that sometimes is kind of challenging. It can be hard to know, like, what do you talk about on a date night, especially when you eliminate topics like we're not going to talk about work, we're not going to talk about the kids. So then, like, what's left to talk about? How do you talk about and nurture your relationship? Sometimes that can be kind of tricky. You look like you want to say something, Brian. No. All right, so a few weeks ago, Charles and Vanessa, you guys discovered kind of a tool that you kind of stumbled upon on a date night, but it turned out to be something that was really helpful for you guys, and that was, what, what is it called? Tabletopics.com. Tabletopics. And so there's just these cards that can sit on a table. They're like conversation starters, mm-hmm. essentially, or questions that lead to great conversations and even the instructions on the on the box or in the box talked about, hey, we just want this to lead to great conversations with the people that you love and care about. They're all different kinds of versions uh, for couples, for date nights, for girls' nights out, for kids. But for the sake of our podcast today, this is something different than we've ever done before. We have no idea what we're going to talk about today, <laughs> except that we're going to draw cards from these table topics and just answer the questions, just kind of as a, this is what it might look like, how to have a conversation. I think some of these questions might be really easy, short, quick answers. Uh, we are going to give ourselves the opportunity to veto and not answer a question, should it be something that we don't feel like will be an appropriate answer. <laughs> Brian's willing to answer anything. Some of the rest of us are not necessarily willing to answer anything. He's, <laughs> <Look at him. laughs> He's not saying anything. I know. unusual. He's not saying anything. He doesn't know what to do. I'll know what you're going to do next. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to draw a question from the pile. Do you want to go first? I don't care. You, if you tell me to go first, I'll go first. I, um, I do think it's important to say that the the cards that we are using today are the couple 
addition. Yes, so that is important to know. Yes, so these are not questions to ask your kids. Correct. If you are driving in the car <laughs> with your small children and don't want to get into a conversation of your own, <laughs> you might want to wait and listen to this later. Press pause. But we don't know because yeah, I mean, we have no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen. So good, good, uh, good clarification there here at the beginning. Like I said, this may be great. Or this might be the worst podcast you've ever listened to. We have no idea. We're just going to see what happens. This is just totally random. See what happens. It's a good name. It's not my podcast. Right? Right? See, somebody had to take a risk. You don't do random. You don't do random. I think the two people on the ends of the table don't do a lot of random. Except today. Yep. I like it. Go ahead, Brian. So, Brian, you're going to get to go first. Just draw from the back from whatever the card says. That's your question. Do we all answer these questions? Is that how you guys played? That's how we played. Well, it was all just right, the perfect. two of us, so yes. Right, I know. <laughs> it was just the two of you on your date night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My question is, what most frightens? <laughs> that, that's what most frightens. It's the doorbell. <laughs> it's a, a random doorbell. doorbell. It's a random doorbell. Um, do, do you just want to press on? Yeah. Well, but... It's probably a neighborhood kid. It is. It is. It's it is. neighborhood children. It's uh, a girl's cat. Uh, no, we're just gonna let her. We're just gonna let it go. Okay. They're probably gonna keep ringing it. No, no, we don't answer. Yeah, they're, they're walking we'll be away. Fine. Yeah, no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> and the last time we had a pause and I did it, and it was miserable. So we're just gonna let this play out. <laughs> Sorry, everybody's watching this. Last time it was a dog. This time it's this a time doorbell. Okay. All right. It's a good thing this is the random podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so the question is, what most frightens you about growing old? Mm -hmm. I would say... <laughs> oh, no. Well, it does have to do with the ding-dong. <laughs> <laughs> the doorbell. <laughs> the ding dong. <laughs> oh, we're off to a great start. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was the first thing that came to mind, and I, I don't apologize. Well, because that's true. <laughs> okay. That's my answer. Your turn. <laughs> I think the thing that the question is what frightens you the most. Yes, you don't. This is not commentary on my answer. <laughs> you may have the same answer. Also, the ding dong. <laughs> afraid about about growing old is losing my mind like I don't I, I it does scare me to think about not being able to remember things <laughs> I press that doorbell again I might lose it yeah so so you don't want to lose your ding dong and I don't want to lose my mind <laughs> <laughs> There's so much, so, so much there that we probably should keep, keep going. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Vanessa? 
I do not want to be feeble. I don't ever want to be feeble. So I think if I, if I lose my mind, I don't, I won't know what I'm missing. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I get stuck in a loop of happy memories, that wouldn't be terrible. Uh, but I don't want to, I don't, I just don't want to be feeble. I don't mind, I don't know. I just don't want to be frail and feeble and not able to do anything. <laughs> Brian's still stuck. No, no, it's looking at his face. Uh, I can see the tears in the corners <laughs> of his eyes. And he keeps looking down here and I'm like, oh man, I've got to keep it straight. But I'm having a hard time. <laughs> can you repeat the question one more time? Brian? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little lost. The question is, what most frightens you about getting old or growing old? I'm growing old. Uh, losing Vanessa. That's the trump card answer. Not that I want either one of us to go separately, but I don't. I would rather not. I'd rather just go ahead and go before her. And that's very selfish, but um, yeah, I think that scares me the most. Do you know, do you remember the legendary football player, Doug Flutie? Flutie Flakes? Mm -hmm. His parents died on the same day. I think that'd be fantastic. It would be horrible for the kid, right? It would be bad for Parker, but I'm not around for that. I mean, yes and no. So the sweetness of your answer was just taken away. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't really mean that. It, would, it might be really bad for Parker since he's your only kid. Yeah. But having to navigate a parent who has lost their spouse would also come with a set of challenges as well. So, yes. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. See, I mean, that's the beauty of these questions, you know? That's the beauty of the questions. All right, you can go next, Charles. We can get a new question. We'll just off to a new question. Draw from the back, I think, is the Yeah. Right. Oh. We had, we've had this one too. We did. We did. Um, all right. Whose relationship do you envy? We talked about this. Yeah, we did talk about it. And I don't... <laughs> I don't know that there's anybody's... I mean... I would let it go. Okay. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't get our attention just because they push a doorbell. <laughs> now you can decide to do differently, but wow. Uh, I mean, I, there, there. We talked about it the other night. Also, certain aspects, certain of, aspects yeah. of certain relationships that we, I don't know that envy, but we admire, would want to emulate if we can. Mm -hmm. um, we had a couple that came up. You want to talk about anything now? Oh, we talked about Norm and Bridget. Yeah. Just their longevity and their continued. I don't know how deep we need to go into that, but you know, Norm still likes to smooch a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but just that, um, 
you guys and your keeping God at the center of your marriage and your family and we talk about that we talk about mom and dad yep but those are the three that came up I think for us <laughs> and not necessarily one thing because everybody has four like we all right awesome, right mm -hmm. I mean so no relationship is perfect and we could put ourselves in anybody else's shoes and it wouldn't be perfect for us so um, there, I mean, there are things about everybody that we're around, not everybody, but a lot of people that we're around. Fortunately, we're, we're surrounded with some really good role models mm -hmm. as a, as now. a yeah. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, did you mention Chad and Lauren? Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned Chad and Lauren. Yeah. Okay. Who comes to mind for you? Norman and Bridget came to mind first. Yeah, they came to my mind too. Yeah, I think they've made an impression on all excuse me, a lot of people because they are so abnormal. You don't see many people in their 70s who seem crazy about each other and want to be with each other and always. For those of you that don't know Norm and Bridget, they attend our church and they volunteer with the kids and they have children of their own and grandchildren of their own. They suffered the loss of a child and maintained their marriage. They're just amazing people, amazing people. They laugh at each other. They like to be together. Like it's, you know, and to your point, Norm is always talking about smooching, you know, and how Bridget can't keep her hands off of him, you know, so. That's what he loves to say, and she elbows him. It's great. It really is great. But then she talked about their special night. Yeah, and she gave some details. <laughs> when we were meeting oh, in the dead of the night. Oh, you were there. When she was talking about youth group, the kids being at youth oh, group. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, the problem with that is Vanessa serves with <laughs> That doesn't work that out doesn't for work you. That night doesn't work for you. <laughs> Sorry. You have it's to have okay. other days. We do. We don't have kids in youth group really. Well, May is, yeah. And then you lead it. So, yeah, that wouldn't be a thing. Mm -hmm. No, but they are very, they're very admirable. Mm -hmm. And I like the way that you change that. It's not so much envy because we're different people. We're wired differently, so the nature of our relationship is different. So mm -hmm. envy is maybe not the best word, but admire for sure. And well, they admittedly put off doing a lot of the tasks around the house. Which I'm not gonna lie, sounds really great. <laughs> so maybe I'm envious of that. They're also <laughs> I don't know to what extent that's lived out. Me either. Because we're not there. Nope. You know, that's all to scale different people but I've heard them say that multiple times that they have oftentimes neglect household tasks to focus on each other I think it shows just in the way that they're connected with each other that they have made each other a priority a couple of things they've shared with me is that they have a conversation at the end of the day every day where they can talk about their day so there's a point of connection that's prioritized and they also pray together every morning and they frequently mention to me that they pray for us and our family so for me i'm like i want to put you in my pocket mm -hmm. um 
I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. I am too. So I think I look up to them in, in the sense that they're further down the road and they have put in some practices that have helped them cherish one another. I agree with that. It's something to aspire to. I'm sure they bicker. They're by bakers. But. And they've said that as much. They've said that themselves. Do you have anybody you'd like to add? That's who came into my head. That's the bad thing about random questions for me is that tonight, in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and go, oh, I came up with another answer to that question. We're no longer recording. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's who popped into my head. Who's going next? Vanessa, we'll just pass it around. Oh, these are thicker than I thought. Okay. Okay, we, we have this one too. Then go from the middle. Okay. Just your, hey, I've already answered all these questions. This is not all of them. There can't be. <laughs> she vetoed. She vetoed one. Oh, hang on. Let's see the vetoed question. Will you read it, please? <laughs> Charles also vetoed it. Is the one I read it? We're gonna veto it. I'll pass it. it. I'll pass I, it down. No, no, you're gonna have to read that. Now I'm gonna have to know. Um, I think we should read it. I'll read it. Thanks. Uh, what makes sex great versus good? I think it's a great question to, to answer. You go first. <laughs> you seem to really want to answer that question. He wants to know the answer. Well, I know the answer, I think. Y'all can, can these, discuss it. These I think I've been pretty good. Amongst yourselves. Go ahead. But now you want to know. On your next day night. On your next day night. I'll, I'll speak to it. Amen. <laughs> so what makes sex great versus good? Mm -hmm is when things are great outside the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was a very good answer. That was a very good PG-13 answer. It's I like a, it. It's a truthful answer because when there is good uh, communication and we're seeking to meet the needs of each other emotionally, I'm speaking for obviously Brooke and me. It translates to the bedroom. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that to talk about that because it's a it's a fact. And I think a lot of people try to make sex about the actual experience to the detriment of people having enjoyable and healthy sex lives. So to know that <laughs> the key is really found in nurturing the relationship and seeking the, need, the needs of other the other outside of that time period that short time period some of you may you may you just may be stallions but it's <laughs> for, for the average joe um, <laughs> a lot of it's going to happen outside to make a great inside so, I'm sorry, I'm very comfortable. Well, now you brought it up, I think it's fair game. So let's go ahead. No, I think that, I think. You guys can elaborate if you want to. I think that answer makes 
sense. And when you're seeking to meet the, each other's needs instead of being selfish, then yeah. And I think to your point, I think sometimes we've probably all done it where you look to that experience to maybe make what's not great in your relationship better. Mm, that's well said. But it can't, that experience can't really fix the other issues. It really is the other way around. Mm. To your point that when things are, when you're connecting and having good interaction, when you're meeting each other's needs in the other areas of your life, then that is great. As opposed to having a really great experience doesn't necessarily translate into the other into the other so it actually takes away from it one of the best analogies i've heard is it's like cake in the sense that the relationship and the ingredients that make a relationship great make up the cake and sex is like the icing it's a small part of the cake but all the other parts are important to make the cake great because if you're just eating icing, eventually that's gonna... You're gonna feel sick. Mm -hmm. yeah, you can only eat so much icing. You may want to argue that, but I, I think the sentiment behind that is that the substance is the important part to make that great. So, you know, I think for us, I'll speak for us because you know, I can't speak for anybody else, but I think when it is a priority for both of us, it's much better. And we've had, well, there have been times when it hasn't been a priority for both of us. And I don't think it's been, I mean, to your point, it's still cake, but it's not great cake. It's not really velvet cake. It's just cake. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so. Gosh. <laughs> But I think that helps. I mean, I think, you know, if, if we go back to like putting it on the calendar, making it a priority, and we're reading a book that's been pretty, pretty fantastic in a lot of ways, creating an intimate marriage from Jim Burns. Um, and I think a lot of things in it, in regards to this situation, are pretty, that hold pretty true that I thought were pretty hokey, but aren't really at all. Um, having that connection, like, like we talk about the daily connection, mm -hmm. you know, which goes to the outside of the bedroom versus the inside of the bedroom. Uh, but having that connection helps a lot. Um, but for me, I think it's making a priority. When, when we both make it a priority, it's, it's much better. Mm -hmm. You're not going to talk. I already said. I already she did. Agreed. She agreed. Okay. <clears throat> Are you wanting more from her? It's fine. I got more the other night. I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh, that sounded bad. <laughs> All right, next question. What three places do we want to visit together? Huh. Oh, no. Subject change. Subject change. Oh, that's change really great. It's a great thing about these cards. You just <laughs> grab a different one and hope, and hope that you get a subject oh, change. Hope and, pray. <laughs> hope and pray that something different. What three places do we want to visit together? Um, well, this is hard for me to answer for us together, but I guess we can discuss it. 
but three places to you want to go. <laughs> We've talked about yeah, Australia. I've already answered two of the three hey, questions hey, hey. first. Hey. So hey, you hey. get to answer this question because okay. while I can't answer it, okay. I don't need to be the one to answer every question with the exception of very few. All right. We've talked about Australia before. I think that'd be fun. Okay, I think that would be fun. It'd be a fun place to go. Um, Recently, we've talked about Alaska, and oh, there's another place. I need to think about it. Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> it begins with an A. Go, go see some penguins. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Some is, is, that, is that where penguins. they live? I don't know. Is that where yeah, they live? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think so. You could blindfold Brian and see if he could figure out which one is you. <laughs> if go, I put a, if I put a, put a uh, penguin hat on. Go home get every penguin. Wow. Let's see. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> they might not accept me as a little bit of their own. Maybe not. They might not. But I think Australia would be a great place to go. I think Alaska would be a fun place to go. We've talked about going um, to the Pacific Northwest, kind of enjoying some of the trails and mountains and rivers and waterfalls and things out there. So that's generally outdoors and things tend to be the kind of places we're interested in visiting or that we've talked about anyways. Yep. Would you add anything to that? Hmm. A place I forgot or didn't think of in this moment? No. I think you recovered it well. I know we both like going to the mountains. Mm -hmm. I like the high elevations. It's fun to just walk out in the morning wherever you're staying and you look up and it's like, wow, that's so far beyond me. And I also don't love hot climates. Mm -hmm. I don't really like sand. Um, I, I can enjoy the beach, but I don't like the the grit of the sand on my body, mm-hmm. and I don't like being blazing hot. So I think that's what I enjoyed about going out west so much was you had the mountains that we could look at being in the Montana Wyoming area, but the sky was so big mm-hmm. it wasn't. It's like the mountains didn't interfere with the bigness of the sky, but the air was crisp. It wasn't. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't too hot. It was nice. And I've heard Alaska is amazing, so, you yeah. know. But it's not that I don't like the beach. It's just, I like the mountains better. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Well, do we want to say where we want to visit and see what intersects? I mean, I because I know where I would like to visit, and of course, I would like you to be with me, so... But my three places may not be the same as your three places. That's why I thought that question was a little bit hard. Like, I don't know what you would say. Yeah, I see what you were saying about not wanting to answer for Brian. Well, you know, I want to go to Ireland. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a big one. Mm -hmm. I know you would like to go back to London. Mm -hmm. So that would be fun for me because it's fun for you. And I would also like to go to Thailand, which... No. Okay. I mean, I would go if I had to, but 
that's, if that's where you were, yeah. then that's where he would go. Yeah. But then you recently talked about wanting to go to Israel. Mm -hmm. I want. I, I would love to go there. I want and to go there. I would love to go there too. So. Yeah, I think that one for me is a different experience, but it would be one that I would want to experience with you, not with anybody else. Um, and again, just. I think you could get the same thing going by yourself, but I just don't think it would be the same if it if we were both there. I think we would have some shared experiences that we could that would last forever. Um, but yeah, for me, that would be a big one. That would probably other than Ireland because we both want to go there. Um, for me, second would be Israel. Um, even with everything that's going on, I still would I'd risk it and go and do whatever we need to do. I mean, I think it would be fun. Um, but kind of to everybody else's point, I mean, I would love to go back to New Hampshire now that we or don't live there. I would love to go back to New Hampshire to go up north and chill out and look at a lot of, um, there's so much American history to look at, um, and the food is fantastic. Um, so, I mean, I could even go back there. Um, or like we talked about the other day, I mean, I, I really enjoy going to Asheville. I'd love to go to Asheville for a while with you. Um, so, but yeah, wherever. Where? I was hoping someone would say LA. Lower Alabama? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think we've all been to Lower Alabama. Yes. Lower Alabama yes. and I ain't going back. <laughs> all right, how many questions are we doing today? Um, we'll go through maybe one more one time, time, but I don't I could go from the middle now. I think what we... makes sex great? <laughs> 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 All right. Do you have a secret dream of something you would like your partner to do for you? Ding dong. Oh, <laughs> the doorbell rang. Oh, wow. This is the doorbell ish. <laughs> no. But I can think of it. I'm sure I don't have a secret dream. Like if, the more I think about it, I, there are things I probably would love for you to do that maybe you don't, but I don't mean that as a way of tearing you down. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I have a secret dream that I'm over here harboring because I accept you for who you are. So. Like, man, some of the things that first come to mind are, oh yeah, being on time. Like, <laughs> That's a dream. He, he dreams big. That's no secret either. <laughs> <laughs> or just taking initiative with things around the house that, but it's not anything that I'm expecting or I'm harboring because it's not a good thing to do. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't help the cake. It does not help the cake. Or the icing. Or the icing. It, it actually makes the cake go. So I'd have to think about that one in a little more detail. Be, well, I mean, I think the answer is no. I don't really have a secret dream, and maybe I need to have a secret dream. <laughs> I have a dream. I, you know, 
given me another 20 seconds to process internally, I do think to have you initiate things more would be great. And it could be anything. It could be as simple as coming over and giving a kiss. Or it could be to initiate a physical touch. And I'm not saying you don't ever do that because you do that some. But I would love it if it was more than maybe where it is right now. It would be a dream. Come <laughs> true. It would really be nice because, I mean, let's just talk about this in terms of marriage. Like, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly committed to you. So I, there are no other options. And there are people that are not like that. And they entertain other things they shouldn't entertain. And I don't do that. And I don't want to do that. So I, that, that would be my answer. And just processing this right now is just more initiation. Even, even in a surprise, because I'm never surprised. I mean, things are, I plan them, they happen. Yeah, you're definitely the planner. It's hard to surprise you. That's my answer. To be surprised. There's a lot there. I pulled, it, I pulled it back out just in case I were to forget the question. I don't think I will, but what's your answer? My answer? Ask the question again. A secret dream? Do you have a secret dream? <laughs> of something you'd like your partner to do for you? No, I don't. I don't think that I do. Although I will say that surprises are nice. Like I think being surprised by things does feel dreamy. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't, I don't think there's not some like, Oh, I would love it if and we just talked about trips, like, Oh, if you planned this trip and you know, took care of all of the things or, you know, our kids aren't little anymore. It would be a dream if you, you know, got rid of the kids for a couple of days so that, you know, I could do what I wanted to do. You know what well, you know, they're little and you don't have a brain. I, mean, I was like, get rid of the kids. Yeah. So, I don't know, we're not in that, we're not in that stage anymore, but surprises are nice when something, when there's something unexpected. I mean, even for our anniversary this last week to go someplace different for dinner to not know that that's what was happening. I mean, I didn't have anything to wear. So thankfully I have grown daughters and I could borrow things from their closet. So, you know, that worked out, but it, I, that was fun. That was nice. So things like that, I think are good. But I can't think of anything else. I don't really think like that, I guess. What about you guys? Do y'all have secret dreams? We don't have secret dreams, but it's happened to us because we had a similar conversation, not about secret dreams. We didn't have this question the other day, but I very much like Brian. Initiation would be it, it, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, oh, but it does. You specifically said. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Either way. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be nice once in a, once in a while to, to have not to be the person in charge of that. We're in charge of anything really, but in charge of, I mean, we talked about sex. So mm -hmm. not being in charge of that, um, 
Is this a podcast about sex? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it just one. And again, I get it. I mean, guys are different than girls. I understand that. Um, after the years we've been married, I totally get it. But I think sometimes it would be great. And, or just even to Brian's point, I mean, just, you know, and, and you, do, you do a very good job of hugs um, when we leave, when we're like, but just a random hug would be also nice. Not that you don't do it, because we hug, I think we hug more than most people do. Um, but, you know, I, I think back when we were dating, when you planned the trip up into the Blue Ridge, that was fantastic. To Brooke's point, even though I don't like surprises, <laughs> I don't, I get frustrated sometimes. I think I've gotten much better at that, but um, having, a, having you surprise me with something like that would be fantastic. It's just, it still stands out 20 plus years, almost 25 years, I guess. Later, maybe longer. You were so mad at me until we got there. For the first part of the trip, <laughs> because I didn't know where we were going. It was like two hours in the car. I've been ran here, here. Okay. Well, we had a great time. We did have a great time. We did yeah, have a great time. Scarred but smarter. <laughs> <laughs> and it was during the driving across. It was. Actually. That's how long ago it was. But yeah, I mean, that, those, those kind of things would be fun. They're falling off oh, my head. Sorry. Um, but that would be it. I mean, I don't have any secret. Like, mm -hmm. oh, she, yeah, there's nothing to your Teddy Bikes point. There's nothing like that at this point. What about you? Yeah, I don't have any secret. Anything. It would be really nice. And we have talked about this as well. But it would be really nice for you to want to do instead of poo-pooing all the art things for you to actually want to do something like that with me. I mean, went, and we went and we painted pottery and went and picked it up and you love your mug that you did. I do. But to even show an interest in participating in something that I'm doing around here, the you're the first to volunteer to help with installation at church, but actually making the stuff would be It's okay. It's okay. I'm trying hard. She got a partial good job. So she wants you to pay attention to her needs. Mm. Take it down in the middle. I don't like this one, but we'll do it anyway. Okay. Uh, how will how will relationships between men and women change in the next fifty years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's funny. One of our mutual friends sent sent this thing the other day on Instagram about this man who was having cramps because he wasn't a man anymore, but he was having cramps. Hmm. That's all I can think about. <laughs> it's going to be more confusing in the next 50 years. Agreed. Agreed. I think I have a headache now. <laughs> so sad, I don't like that question, but you know, we do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Confusing is the first word that comes to mind. 
Yes, confusing is a good word. I do think that, I think that there will be more equality across the board for people who choose to, <laughs> to acknowledge biology. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I do think that there will be more equality across the board. Yeah, there seems to have been a shift in that direction to some degree. Yes. In the last 50 years. I think it will be unfortunate if people choose to sweep under the rug the benefits that men bring to the table and the benefits that women bring to the table. I think it's important to recognize those mm -hmm. because it was by design and while I think equality is important, I do think it's, it is equally as important to embrace and celebrate the differences. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I hope that in 50 years, I would like to think that that's where we will be. Yeah, I think it goes back to what you said about there being a designer. Because if there is a designer that made people male and female, then he is the one who determines that, not me. Um, I've had plenty of feelings in my life that weren't worth entertaining. But a lot of times people base they make their feelings like they're facts. And being able to differentiate that when it comes to design, acknowledging that we have a designer is critically important then to being able to live out who you were made to be. But if I'm God and I'm not acknowledging that there's a designer and I'm making myself like I'm the designer, like I'm taking on that. Like I'm that person that I can try to say what I am, but it's, I think it's really confusing. And we have a whole generation of kids who are very confused because people are afraid to talk about, I know we're kind of going down a trail here, but that there, the fact that there is a designer who makes you male and female and you don't get to determine that. And, and people are scared to death to say that. Yep. Um, but who am I to say otherwise? Well, I think, I think there's confusion around certain words, too. I mean, you use the word equality. Yeah. And equal doesn't mean same. And I think that that's what you were alluding to, that equality across genders, you know, men and women having equal value, but not being the same. There's, there's, a, there's something very important about that. And I think words like equality can get very confusing because to one person equal means they interpret it to mean same. And so when you say men and women are equal, 
you try to take away, some people then try to take away the things that distinguish them as men and women and the value that they bring because of their design, their specific design. So I think, and I don't know, original intent of equality, you know, whether somebody said, hey, we should all be the same, but I think it's equal value. Mm -hmm. And just because someone is different doesn't mean that they should not be treated as valuable in the same, in a like way, in a same way, even though they're not the same. So I think there are words that get confusing and I think it makes that conversation even more challenging because you have words that don't mean the same thing to different people. So it becomes very challenging to talk about it. Okay. You're not saying the same thing. Okay. I think it's offensive for women uh, when men are claiming to be women and they're not, I mean, they're, they're men. And it, it, it's, it, it, to me, it sets back a lot of what's been gained to have equality. You know, the step, the, to say, well, I can just pick what God picks. I can't sit in that seat. And I don't say that with any kind of arrogance because I'm just saying I'm not God. So that question is, I think it's a lot more loaded than when you first ask it. <laughs> Where yeah. this question has gone, I'm like, man, this is a lot more loaded than I thought it would be, but you know, that's okay. We can have these conversations. You know, it's funny. I wrote the largest paper I've ever written in my academic career on something very similar to this not long ago. How to deal with complementarian versus egalitarian viewpoints of women in ministry and, and a lot of things, and I think, you're right. I think, depending on how you want to look at this, it's, it's easy to confuse what equality looks like um, or differences that, that we both, male and female, bring to the table. And I think I'll also go back to say that I think this has been, I, I think it's not at the same level that we've ever experienced it. And I, I say that with not knowing how things were 2,000, 3,000, really 3,000 years ago, but very clearly this was dealt with you know, 2,000 years ago temple prostitutes and not dressing up in clothes that make you seem different and you know I mean this has been going on for a very long time mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's to the degree and I don't think what was going on then was probably as nefarious as what it is now um, with people wanting to change society from the outside in um, which I think is very a little bit different than what was going on you know 2,500 years ago or 2,000 years ago um, but it's, it is, it's a different question than what I originally said like 50 years ago, whatever. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and part of the problem is there's been a lot of abuses. <clears throat> that, that's, that's where things, why things are the way they are today is because there's abuses that the pendulum swings the other way and people are trying to make right what's been wrong. But sometimes in that desire there becomes a even more sinister outcome and it's not building up other people it's not really empowering other people it's actually hurting them but maybe we can elaborate on that in a future <laughs> podcast i feel like that may come up we might be canceled in the process oh, we may be canceled after this i don't know yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Fun. So we're going to go out in a blaze of glory. At least with a fun podcast for us. <laughs> all right. It is.
anything to add, anybody, before we move on? No. Nope. Okay. No. All right. We're down to the last two questions. All right. <laughs> Don't know. How do you like to be cared for when you're sick? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Go ahead, Bonk. So, I am very much a typical male that I would like my wife to become my mother very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to be catered to, and I would like to, to everything to stop and center around me because I'm the most important thing in the world when I'm sick. Um, that's how I'd like to be cared for when I'm sick. So how are you cared for? Not that way. <laughs> Because she's not your mother. No, because, well, no, that's a good thing. But, no, I love you, Mom. I know you listen. That's not what I meant. Um, but, yeah, no. Vanessa is a little bit more, what's the right word? Um, you don't have to tiptoe. No, 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 I'm, I'm actually trying to find the, the word that describes it. How would you describe it? Um, They're nonsense. Non-caring? <laughs> Is that and, the right word? Ambivalent. Yeah, I mean, you kind of just like, see it, I'm going to go do other stuff and have suck, it up. Deal, suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, that's not fun. Be a big boy? Yeah, I'm not a big boy when yeah. I'm sick. <laughs> when I'm sick, I am. Grow up? Yeah, we ain't got to do yet either. Our area is sick now. So. I don't either. That's what makes it more than all the more important. <laughs> you also <laughs> haven't been kissed in a week. <laughs> Oh, I got kissed today. <laughs> the ban was lifted. <laughs> the ban was He can only he can only go for a week. He can't handle it anymore. Well, I told him I knew what was going to happen. He was going to get that first workout for the open done, and then he was going to then he was going to want to kiss me because he was done his workout. And guess what happened? She's pretty. She's pretty cocky. She's also angry. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Brooke has been a little under the weather this week, and Brian is a little bit of a germaphobe, so Brian has not been kissing Brooke this week because she's been on the, the verge of not being. She, she's been coughing up snot. <laughs> she's been blowing snot out of her nostrils. And, and for just, some reason, that's not attractive. <laughs> I mean, some of you may want to get some of that action. <laughs> But I say no. Alright, what's good to you? How do you like to be cared for when you're sick? I want you can best care for me by making sure all the other things get done. Leave me alone. Let me curl up. Let me watch TV or read if I'm able. And let me fight it off and you make sure that everything else gets done. Do you disagree with her answer? Just, we are completely opposite. If you want to make me some chicken and rice soup when I feel like eating, that would be great. But that's other than that. She's got it. You just take care of the crap. The crap being the kid and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask anything ever. Mm -hmm. Keep her alive. Yeah. 
we're very different. I'm totally the same. Just leave me alone. I, that's why I, I, when she was talking, I was like, Brooke is the same way. Yeah, just leave me alone. Let me feel better. Don't ask me a lot of questions. Don't make me think about how I feel. Just let me figure it out. Be in denial if I want to be in denial. Right. Just leave me, leave me alone. Right. Can I take drugs and charge on, or do I really need to sleep it off? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, I was more like Charles, um, but I died to that <laughs> expectation. It, it was a slow. It was a slow, a slow painful death. But when I was younger, I was operating as a child. <laughs> I have an advantage. I have. A, I had two siblings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if you were sick, yeah. mom would take care of you. My mom still had to attend to uh, two other people. Yeah. So you were used to the spotlight, mm -hmm. and I was kind of stubborn and not always soft and cuddly. I know it's surprising, <laughs> and so I, I, I just going back to the actual question. I no no longer have expectation because she is very hands off, um, and it's. You know, when I had COVID, it was like I was by myself for five days. <laughs> I, I got my own food. I, I did everything. I mean, it was like I got my whatever I needed, I got. Mm -hmm. And I went right back to the room. So, and I had COVID one time, and that was 13 months ago. And I felt terrible. Like, that's the last time I really felt bad. But I just, I'm at a point now where I've accepted my lot. I don't think that was the question. I think no. the question it, was, how would, how would you, you like to be cared for? How would you like to be cared for when you're sick? Not all of my dreams have died. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've died to my dreams. <laughs> I don't even know what I like anymore. <laughs> I take care of myself. That's the way it is. So. It's so pitiful. I like, would I like someone to say, how are you doing? That would be nice. <laughs> would I like someone to say, would you like something to eat or drink? That would be nice. I'm not expecting a like, five-star hotel. It's just at least like someone, that, but I'll be there for eight hours. <laughs> Nothing. And it's like, Wow. <clears throat> But what eight hours is it that you're there with nothing? Is it the eight hours that everybody else is sleeping? No. No, it's it's like from the time I wake up and you know, like if it's, it's a bonus hours. day I might get a cup of coffee. But then but here's here's what happens. This okay. Do you want me to keep it on this road? Sure. Because once I get well I see all the things that weren't done, and I'm like, oh, no. oh my gosh. <laughs> and usually it's like after two days and I'm still sick, and I'm like, I can't deal with this. I've got to get up and i got to clean. And I'm like, wait, why am I my mom? <laughs> <laughs> so you need to, no, it's good. So funny story real quick before we move on. So. Years ago, you guys have heard this story, but a lot of you have not. Um, I. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the I same boat. Oh my gosh. No, mine's worse. Uh, I'm sure you mine's worse. You know this story. I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's worse, Eric. It is. 
So, go ahead and sit down. In fact, you should go under the table for this one. All right, so, I don't remember, I got sick. I was, at, I was in my 20s, right? I was in my 20s, late 20s. We had been married a couple years. Oh. And I got sick. And they gave me some medication, amoxicillin or something, penicillin, I don't know what it was. This but is they, a great story. They gave me a cillin. They gave me one of the cillins. Well, apparently, at some point in my life, I developed a penicillin allergy. And I didn't know that because I'd taken penicillin as a kid. And nothing had ever happened. And it, when you go back and now that I've taken classes on this, I understand what happens with allergies. But um, anyway, I ended up, I woke up with the next morning after taking said medication. And it looked like I had a belt painted around my waist and around my legs. And it was hives, but it was very specific hives, like all the way around. And like it looked like a garter belt or a, a jock strap that you would wear, right? And, and I'm like, I look up and I'm like, hey, I think something's wrong. She's like, no, 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 you're fine. I'm like, okay, I don't think this is normal. I don't feel normal, but I don't think this is normal. Maybe she liked it. Maybe. <laughs> so I get the proverbial, why don't you go take some Benadryl? You'll be fine. Well, it wasn't that long after that that <laughs> we ended up in the hospital not being able to breathe and having a throat that swelled shut and everything else. It was the most terrifying thing in my life going in the hospital and not being admitted and immediately just getting on a thing and going back and getting shots jammed in you and you know, a lot of things that were not fun. Uh, but we ended up deciding, or got it, the doctors ended up deciding out of penicillin allergy. Um, but the answer was just to take some Benadryl. So did you was, did you take any Benadryl? No, I didn't. What do you think they shot you up with at the hospital? Epinephrine and Benadryl. <laughs> okay, but you you skipped a very important part of the story. It's usually how it works. <laughs> <laughs> the skipping of nope. the story. No, I you told everything that matters. <laughs> to you. <laughs> Go ahead, Vanessa. The first time you woke up, you told me your hands were itching. You told me your hands were itching. And that is when I told you to take some Benadryl. Okay, so now fast forward 20 years. What happened to me last month? We're sitting on the couch yeah, after you guys have left. My whole face and my chest breaks out into hives. What did I do? You took Benadryl. I took some Benadryl. And you know what? You're a cat. I was fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think having an allergic reaction to a cat dander is the same as having an allergic reaction to penicillin, but I could be wrong. I'm sure we'll get corrected and they'll show up in the comments. <laughs> it's exactly but, the same. But my, my point is, if you had taken Benadryl at the first sign of a problem, like I told you to, it might not have gotten so bad. You might still have ended up at a doctor. But, but we'll never know. But we'll never know. Nope. Instead, I tried to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you to take some Benadryl. That's how I'm careful when I'm sick. <laughs> I thought you took the Benadryl and then had to go to the doctor. So that, that, no. clar that, that clarification actually was helpful. <laughs> no, it wasn't. All right, last question. All right, last question. Here it is. What have you lost since childhood that you would like to regain? Hmm. 
think I'll go ahead and answer, I guess, since it was my question, I have to answer first. <laughs> I think that when you're a kid, I think even when I was a kid, I didn't necessarily worry about my impact on other people. Like, I think I was more fearless as far as like what I liked or what I enjoyed or um, how I expressed myself. And I think that there's a part of that that's very good that I would like to regain, to not be so worried about, you know, if other people agree with me or if they like what I have to say or whatever, just to actually be able to be honest and truthful and okay with what I actually think and feel in a given situation. Um, and I don't mean that in an irresponsible way, like, I don't think I'm the most important person in the room, so everybody should just do what I want to do or think what I want to think. I just think that there's a some of that, uh, you know, you have enough interaction where you experience rejection or whatever that then has a way of tempering some of that fearlessness that is there in childhood that that's what I would like to regain. What about you? I would say the wonder, encountering things for the first time or seeing things through that lens. I think so much of life is predictable. And there needs to be more wonder. It's one of the things I love about watching children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can be excited about anything. What about you guys? Why are you looking at me like that? Waiting for you to answer. <laughs> She said you guys, that means you too. I'll answer in a minute. He's he's putting you before him. Oh. That's right. You guys are gonna laugh and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a jokester, but the very first thing that popped into my head was my light bright. <laughs> <laughs> they make those again, we could probably find one. That's what's a very first thing that popped into my head. I'm sure that there are plenty of other things that are much more profound. <laughs> That's great. But my light bright was because I don't know whatever happened to it. <laughs> I love it. I not my marbles. <laughs> not my marbles. You lost those two. <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll be thinking of something more profound while no. you answer. No, that's your answer. No, that's your answer. <laughs> perfect answer. It's a perfect answer. It's a perfect answer. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. It really does. Mm -hmm. I think you've been searching for your light bright for a long time. <laughs> what is my light bright? Uh, All right, Charles. Um, for me, probably trust. Mm -hmm. I think I trusted way more when I was a kid. Um, 
and I see that as a lot of the pro a lot of the problem with just me in general and not that I've got like monumental problems. I don't I don't have a lot of problems, but I think in general if I could trust people more, I think I would be in a better situation um, than I am now. Um, I think if I, you know, I think for a long time that probably was a hindrance in my faith. I think it was, um, yeah, trust. Yep. I have a question. Do you think you have to lower expectations to be able to be in that place? Man, I would hope not, but. some of the expectations I have around trust in certain scenarios are not, I would not want to lower those expectations. Um, I think in general, maybe some, sure. I think with, with um, not with her, with, with maybe um, just random people, sure. I probably should lower my expectations. And I would be able to, I would be able to, there'd be parts of trust that I could gain I can gain some things um, instead of being all or nothing or a um, you can never live up to my expectations because they're in certain ways they're so high. I have very lofty expectations and I don't, I don't know why I do, but I just, well, I'm sure there's a lot of that from a long time ago, but um, and some of it's high to why. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think there are expectations that I have around certain things that I would not ever want to lower nor do I think I would have to. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, probably you're right, yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes, like from, I'll speak for me, I have to accept people where they are. And I think the trust piece, their levels. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with uh, nature of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helps with it to not be an all or nothing thing to where someone can kind of, you know, you, it's not like you're in or out of the circle of trust, but you can step into a circle of trust. And I think that's wise because you don't want to just be like, oh, I'm going to let everybody into my circle. Yeah, and it's, then you're, I think you're unwise to do that because not everybody's worthy of that. But to give people a chance, even if they've blown it, to step back in is important. I think there's a forgiveness plays a big part of that and restoration, and it's a big part of the gospel, you know, the gospel of reconciliation. But some people never get back in that used to be in. Yeah, no, I mean, I think. <clears throat> I think because I am, and I, and I try to get, and I think I've, I have gotten better at this over my life as I've gotten older, but I was so black and white for so long that it's, and to your point, it's on all or nothing. So you, you screw up something small and you're like, okay, I can't trust you anymore with anything. And that's, that's kind of foolish. I mean, because at the end of the day, I've completely decimated, I'm sure trust with everyone that I've ever been around. Like, cause we just did, we screw up and, 
it's not, you know, we don't do it on purpose a lot of times. Sometimes we do. Um, but other people have forgiven me for that and forgiven me, and, you know, and then that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't always do a very good job of doing that back to say, okay, um, you screwed up and now I'm going to let you back in. And I, I struggle with that a little bit. And that's, for, I, I think forgiveness in general, I don't do as bad as I used to do, but, um, now that you brought that up, maybe that's maybe that is a blind spot. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's worth exploring. I don't think yeah. it's something we have to no. unpack today because we need to plan this podcast. Yep. But I do think it may be worth exploring in a future episode or conversation. Sure. Good. Well, thank you guys for engaging with us on the F Four podcast today. Hopefully, you see that. Um, having great conversation is really just as simple as that asking some good questions and being willing to be open and vulnerable with each other um, just really it sets the tone for having good connection and great conversation and these um, table topics are excellent as you can see you got a you got a little sampling of some of the questions that are in there and even the ones we were going to veto we didn't veto so you know I think that's I think that's pretty great so you don't have to spend a lot of money to have a great date night or to have great connections. Um, so here's to better conversations, better connections, and long, happy lives, right? <laughs> With healthy and happy relationships. Um, we again invite you to join us on, uh, follow us on social media, uh, like and share the podcast if you think this will be helpful or entertaining for, for uh, your friends, for other people. Please give us some specific feedback if you have specific feedback feedback for us we would love to hear it because we would love to improve and get better and um, give you content that is helpful for you in your life so thanks again for listening Um, we look forward to being back with you next month here on the f4 podcast